Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. KT is doing an exhaustive recap of last year's Cowboys season. And in the earlier segment, we did the first eight games of the season. And the Cowboys went three and five. The final game, they had acquired Amari Cooper, but it was a busted game against Tennessee. They're sitting there just hanging by a thread. They're three and five. And what is about to unfold over the next two months catapults them into the playoffs. Yeah, we pick it up three and five, and they kicked off the second half of the season at Philadelphia. Hmm. So you're going, okay, well, this is a huge game, right? So here you are on Sunday night football in Philadelphia, and the Cowboys end up with a game that was pretty wild. It started out very low scoring, not much happening, but with seven minutes left in the game, they were tied at 20. And then the Cowboys go on an eight-play, 75-yard drive. Third and goal in the one, Zeke scores. The Cowboys lead 27-20. to Now, a lot of people have given this guy a hard time for how the season ended, but this is a play that I think is forgotten by a lot of Cowboys fans last year. We've talked about how he is. He missed 22 tackles. Mm-hmm. But the Eagles, down by seven, <laughs> are taking the ball down the field and are threatening to tie the game and send this thing to overtime when Jeff Heath saved the day. Fourth down and seven at the 35. Snap is back. They blitz him. Wentz zips it left. The ball is caught, but he's tackled short. Zach Ertz, and he was tackled by Jeff Heath. But what a play by Jeff Heath. You've been listening to Ben and Scan. <laughs> I can't wait to ask him about Star Wars. But I, you know, I wonder if he was hurt towards the end of last season because he played really poorly uh, towards the end. There he is making a huge play. But I think he was top three in the league in, in missed tackles. He really struggled, was exposed against the Rams. But I keep going back. You never know. You you often don't hear if a guy is playing through something and they didn't have a ton of depth and he's a gamer. So I wouldn't be surprised if he was playing hurt. Mm-hmm. So they win that game 27 to 20 and they're four and five. And they were three and five going into that. And we're like, oh, two road games at Philadelphia and then at Atlanta. There's no way the season's over, right? Four and five, they go into Atlanta. And another weird game that was a little more low scoring than people thought. It's 19 to 19 late in the fourth quarter. Okay. And again, at halftime, it was six to three Falcons. In fact, the first touchdown wasn't scored in this game until the fourth quarter. The game entered the fourth quarter. It was nine to six Falcons. It was just a field goal uh, competition. And then the Cowboys, with a couple minutes left, Dax got the ball, takes the Cowboys down on a 10 play uh, drive, 51 yards. And they're tied at 19. Hmm. The game winner attempted as time expires. So it's 42 for the win. Operation good. 42 away. Maher. Cowboys win. Ah, and you're 5-5. Oh, five five. Now another key play in that game that people um, might have forgotten about is Leighton Van Der Esch picked off Matt Ryan late in the, or it's about in the middle of the fourth quarter to give the Cowboys the ball back. I do remember so that. So it was a huge interception. 
Look at Zeke's numbers that game. 23 carries, 122 yards, and a touchdown. So beast. Seven catches for 80 yards. And in this, we're having a lot of conversations at this point about the whole Mayerwitch thing. Oh, because yeah. he's had he that, that was a I mean, because I in fact I just remember Twitter leading up to that kick being like, Man, can you imagine Cowboys Nation? Because that was to to bring it all full circle and go five and five. The other boy. You're sitting there at three and five and you have a game against the Eagles. You think the season is over. You get the improbable Eagles win, then you have the Falcons and Mayerwitch has to seal the deal, and now you're back at 500. Mm-hmm. Five and five, and just in the in the mix of the NFC East, then you get a home game. Oh, yeah, Thanksgiving Day, Redskins, five and five. This is a huge game. Amari Cooper had eight uh, catches for 180 yards. Wow. But the big one, I think, that jumps out is when Dak threw it into triple coverage, and this happened. Second and nine at the nine. Prescott looking around, wants to throw deep to the middle. It's caught. What a throw. Eight catches, 180 yards, two touchdowns. Zeke, 26 carries, 120 yards. Cowboys win 31-23. Game wasn't as close as the score might have said. The Cowboys were ahead pretty much the whole game. Is that the play where uh, Amari Cooper called the audible, or is that the later in the season? I think that was against the Eagles, That was against the Eagles game. Yeah. That was was not the one? That was not the one. Yeah. And and I remember, too, so the other thing is, think about the way time is compressed on this deal, Mm -hmm. because... After and you mentioned this in the three twenty segment, KT. After trading a first round pick for Cooper and losing in that really inglorious fashion to Tennessee, the talk all week was how high is this first round pick going to be that we're giving yeah. Oakland? And now after that game where he lit it up for one hundred and eighty yards and you've won three games in a row and you're now above five hundred, all that conversation has subsided. And that is in the course of really three weeks, right? Because the the that's the Thanksgiving game, the, Thanksgiving the Washington game, yeah, game. Short week. Pretty crazy how the emotions swing so hot and cold. I mean, the, going to Philadelphia and Atlanta just seemed like okay, these are going to be really tough games. Yeah. Not necessarily just like put an L on it, but like there's going to be tough games, and then a short week, and then after the the Washington game on Thanksgiving, another short, well, no, it's a normal week, but Thursday night football. In new uh, at home against the Saints because mm-hmm. that's what was next. Cowboys are six and five, and this game was pretty wild as well because everyone's going, okay, well, this could be a shootout right here, right? Mm-hmm. The Saints, you gotta remember breaking them down before the the game. Going, okay, so is the idea to control the ball? I mean, right. we probably don't want to get a shootout with these guys. Well, it was thirteen nothing Cowboys at halftime. The defense was freaking incredible, and I think didn't New Orleans have two three and outs? Uh, I, I think they started the game with a three and out, dude. Oh, they might have. Yeah, I mean, it was just. A, I mean, they didn't score. So it yeah. was a it was a phenomenal defensive performance in the first half because at that point in the season, nobody had been able to slow down New Orleans. Nobody. New Orleans finally scored in the third quarter, so the Cowboys led thirteen to uh, to ten going into the fourth quarter. Uh, they'd given the ball back. They just couldn't put them away though. The offense could not get in the end zone, make it a two score game. And then the Saints had the ball just a little more than two minutes left in uh, their own territory. Breeze back under pressure. The ball's intercepted. Jordan Lewis intercepted Drew Breeze. How about you, Jordan Lewis? Just incredible, man. Because, you know, the thing, all the talk, It you know, at least I always remember these games through the Twitter activity, right? Mm -hmm. And just the ebbs and flows and all that. And you're sitting there at halftime going, 
there's no way that you can have you can duplicate that defensive performance in the second half. There's no way you can do that against the Saints. And we didn't score enough points and all this kind of stuff. New Orleans does get back in it, but the defense does step up with the improbable play at the end. And that was the point in the season where we were going, okay, is this a quote-unquote elite defense? Look at what they just did to New Orleans. That was the game where Jason Witten was going to break the internet. Yes! Mm-hmm. Jason Witten was supposed to be in the suite with the Joneses, and you know that would have announced to the world that he's coming back. And for whatever reason, it didn't end up working out, and it had they had to wait till the offseason to make it happen. But that was that game. I remember that. And then also for Jordan Lewis, what an amazing moment yeah. for a guy who really didn't get a lot of opportunities to ben play Rogers last year. Vindicated. Right. And I wonder how many, yeah, if he played more offensive snaps than defensive. Uh, he didn't really play a lot of offensive snaps, but he didn't play a lot of defensive snaps either. Uh, and I think he's a really good player. By the way, uh, dropping a video tomorrow morning, I believe, is when this is going to drop. And you can go to my YouTube channel. We'll post it at 105 through the fan as well. Go subscribe. I appreciate it. I took Jordan Lewis to Complexity Gaming. All right. And I blindsided him, and he thinks he's good at Madden, so I had him play the Madden champ. Oh, what a great (laughs) premise. So it's pretty funny, so stand by for that. Awesome. Steve the Madden champ. That'll be good tomorrow. Steve Madden, great shoes. In that game, real quick, Breeze, 18 of uh, 28 for 127 yards. He sucks. Alvin Kamara... 11 carries, 36 yards. Okay, so is that that was the Cowboys' defensive high point of the season, obviously, to do that. That was incredible. Because it hadn't been done by any other team. It hadn't been any other team doing that to New Orleans I mean, up kind to that of point. Went downhill since then, after that, right? I well, mean, they did. They, they it's ne- kind of I mean, hard to ever top that, but. Uh, but it, but, it, it, but they did, it wasn't that. It wasn't. You know, at two, that moment, were, we thought, okay, this could be a suffocating defense. And we're going to ride that the rest of the way. It, it wasn't that. We're going to get to it, but there were two games that stand out as being bad defensive games. Obviously, the playoff game and the Colts game. But the whole team ma- mailed it in against the Colts. Now 7-5, and five, you go to week 14. Okay, the Eagles come back into town. Once again, low scoring in the first half. You lead 6 to nothing at halftime. You lead 9-6 to six heading to the fourth quarter. Um, and that did include a 62-yard field goal from Maher. Just give him a little pat on the back again. Game goes to overtime, and I think everyone remembers this play as the Cowboys got the ball first in overtime. Slant in the direction. Cooper caught it on the bounce. Off the defender. Cooper walks into the end zone. Cowboys win. And that was the game, Ben, with the audible that you're talking about that happened in the fourth quarter. That was a huge, huge moment. And and for the football maturation of Dak Prescott, to have Amari Cooper help him out and call that audible, that was big. And, uh, yeah, that was incredible. I mean, that sh- could have been like a 95-yard pick six, and it ends up being a touchdown. Yeah. Pretty uh, awesome. Cooper, 10 catches, 217 yards, three touchdowns. Dak in that game, 42 of 54, 455 yards. Yeah. In a game that was 9-6 to six headed to the fourth and quarter. And that is the game that decided the division. I mean, they the teams went back and forth. The fourth quarter... The Cooper 28-yard touchdown pass, then Dallas Goddard scored, Mm -hmm. then Cooper again, then Darren Sproles scored. All of a sudden, it turned to a track meet in the fourth quarter after three quarters just slumbering up and down the field. You were three and five, and then over the course of what happened over the next month, you swept the Eagles, you locked down the second-best offensive team in the NFC. Really, at that point, I think the Saints were the best team ahead of the Rams offensively. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. over the course of a month, you did all that after starting three and five. You're eight and five. You're now two games up in the division. Now you got to go to Indianapolis. And I did not pull any audio for this because you got beat 23 to nothing. They mailed it in 
so hard because they had pretty much won the division the week before. You know, they were again they were up two games in the division. Yeah. You know, but, but you sweat. It just Philly. felt like yeah. It felt like I remember leading up to that week we were going. This is going to be a tough one. Like it just really didn't feel like a good match. Yet. Yeah. And oh. yeah, that's what happened. Oh man. Then they get the Bucks at home in week sixteen. At this point, you're eight and six. The key play of the game happened early in the first quarter as Jameis Winston did some Jameis Winston stuff. Late pressure, running right hand sack fumble. Jalen Smith recovers at the 30. Jalen Smith down the sideline. A 70 yard fumble return by Jalen Smith after Randy Gregory punched the ball out. <laughs> A big Gregory sack. I remember the fun part was Rod Smith running up the sideline. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Then you get to week 17. We don't have to play any audio from that. Cowboys win 36-35. Jarwin, three touchdowns. I forgot about that. A, a classic non-Linehan uh, game, but that's a game Zeke didn't play in. And that was the yeah. game that supposedly they all took part in the the game plan. The receiver coach, Dak, Kellen Moore, that was like the one that was the group effort. So that was a game that Dak very much looked forward to because he wanted to show what he could do without Zeke. Mm-hmm. And let's uh, release the hounds and, and, and go ham with the passing game. So again, that was another key moment. And his maturation, maturation as a football player. And the trade-off was a, a little lower completion percentage. He was 27 of 44 in that game, but 387 yards, four touchdowns, more explosive plays, more more chances down the field. Then the playoffs. Seattle uh, was a crazy game, and the Cowboys held, held off Seattle, but I think the key play in that game, uh, they led 17-14, had the ball trying to ice it. It was third down and long. And Dak runs, gives up his body, dives, and is hit at like the four-yard line, but got the first down. They mm-hmm. ended up punching it in. God, that was ended huge. Ended up winning, and of course, the Rams game. My key play in the Rams game, if it's they lost 30-22, to but it's not the Jeff Heath thing at the end of the game. It's 23-15. You're down by eight, okay? First play of the fourth quarter. It is fourth and one, and you have Rico Gathers at fullback. Mm. And you motion Noah Brown in. And you have mm. crowded all eleven guys into the box, mm. and you handed it off to Zeke, and they didn't get it, and they gave the ball back to the Rams. They were in Rams territory. I mean, they were pushing it, and fourth and one—that's what they chose to do. And they'd done it a few times during the last couple of weeks. They did it one time in that Seattle game. The whole world is looking at their couch, or their loved one, or their wall, or their backyard, or whatever, and said, "They're going to load the box and run it up the middle, aren't they?" There wasn't a single person who didn't think they were going to do that, and they did it. And that's what got them beat in that game. Ah, it sucks. Good night, my lover. They had them. Good night, my friend. They had them. Great work, KT. We will head to Oxnard tonight and begin camp coverage tomorrow. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.